0: The embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I'm your host, Suzanne Stoffer. And I promise you Megan has not disappeared off the planet. I promise. She was supposed to <laughs> she was supposed to have her own live show last week um but she'll <laughs> be joining us next Wednesday. I promise with her cool cool go uh cool guest from Australia. But today um I'm so so excited to be bringing Natalie Vartanian back um to the show. We've introduced her before. Um, she's been here a couple times. We've been talking a lot about um, some archetypes of women that we are so excited about. And today we're talking about the archetype of the queen and we're, um, the show is called Unleash Your Majesty. And so thank you for coming back on the show, Natalie. I'm so, so excited you're here. I mm-hmm. know I wouldn't miss it for the world.
2: Unless people didn't know <laughs> it. But, you know. <laughs> Aside from that. <dying. laughs> yay,
1: yay, yay. So, um, if you haven't heard about Natalie before now, why not? You should go back to our archives and um check out we have Unleash Your Wild Woman um as a show and then we have um a show titled Calling All Witches. And so if you go back to the archives, you can check out the other two shows that Natalie has been a part of. Um, and Natalie is a certified life coach. And um, she, her mission is to really inspire people to dream big and take risks risks and have it all. And her hashtag is this turned on life. Um, and she, what I love about Natalie is she is Uh, Gypsy, and she basically doesn't have a home. She travels all over the world, um, and has so many like people in her life and friends in her life that um, that host her at their home, and she gets to like basically just go everywhere and do her work from the road. And she is currently very this last few weeks especially. In December, she has been hard at work at um, a book that she's writing about sex, and do you have a title for it yet, hun?
2: I don't. I'm going to have to pick your brain. So Suzanne has read (laughs) said draft, so she's more (laughs) intimately familiar with it than most people, but I don't.
1: (laughs) So who knows? But it's. Uh, it I'm might be something like, like
2: my explorations, or from yes. like taboo to turn on
1: something like that. But I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Yes. So it's a book. Um, I really love the title "Sex Explorations" because in her book, she really mm. talks a lot about kind of her coming from this. Um, I mean, how would you describe yourself? Just very like not embodied and very almost shy like um, to this really embodied sexual woman right like from your teens and 20s to now right
2: yeah super shut down super shy like I literally thought I was asexual at one point like literally (laughs) I'm not even kidding I'm like okay so this is my lot in life I'm asexual I just do not have sex I don't have any desire didn't feel anything Um, yeah -hmm. to getting to this place I've like crazy energetic sex and playing with kink and having a threesome and just like this place of where anything goes and not in a way that's destructive because I think there's that Mm -hmm. way that we can swing into that side of it, right, where just like Mm -hmm. let all inhibitions go and you actually end up hurting yourself in a way, but just complete freedom around it and choice Mm -hmm. and power.
1: Yes. I love it. And you can go to her website, thisturnedonlife.com, and get more information about Natalie um, and what she's up to in the world. So, yes, yeah. as the gypsy witch that she is, <laughs> as Christine says. I love it, Christine. In the chat room. for short. <laughs> for short. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening live, please consider coming into the chat room go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and click on the chat room button and you can come behind the scenes with our producers and with other um, folks that want to be live and ask questions and engage. It's like a show behind the show and we love, love having people come. And it's a little, its a, I'm not going to lie, it's a little uh, empty in here today. So um, come, like if you're listening live, definitely, and you've never tried to come to the chat room, this is the day because you'll get so many like comments and so much attention and one-on-one coaching if you want to, but you know, that could be just yeah. way too much fun. So you might not want to do that. Right? <laughs> Full permission yeah, to they're scared of the put
2: damage. a pseudo name. <laughs> yeah. You can put a pseudo yes, name. We don't exactly. need to know
1: your real name. Don't worry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm so excited about our show today. Um, I'd like to read a little bit about the copy, uh, because I think it just sets yeah. it up for what we want to talk about. So yeah. are you ready to connect to your majesty, your dignity, your beauty? Um, join us for what it really means to be a queen, to live a life of luxury, fully owning our own deserving and worth, to truly receive the abundance all around us without shame or guilt, or guilt to claim our throne, to confidently stand in our role as a feminine leader, a change maker, and a guide for the people in our lives and the world at large, to be served and to serve, knowing that everyone will be taken care of exquisitely, including ourselves. And I love, love, love this topic because I've been coaching women for five years now. You've been coaching women, almost primarily women, um, for seven or so. And what I would say is, like, the number one thing that we see is that women tend to take care of others, take care of their families, take care of their partners, their spouses, and don't take care of themselves. (laughs) Would you say that that's what you see a lot is women just really being so almost, uh, so, so incredibly unselfish to the point where they let themselves, um, almost get worn out in the process?
2: Oh, de- oh my gosh, definitely. Like I just had this image of, you know, in some ways we feel invisible, right? Because it's just about everything and everyone else. And like we don't even exist in some ways except to serve, right? Everyone mm-hmm. else. And so I know it's a lot to ask to then say, okay, not only are you not invisible, but we want you to shine really, really bright, right? <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that
2: can feel really <laughs> scary and like a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat>
2: and have other. Yes, and I want you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I want to kind of differentiate, right? Because what I hear a lot from women is that they don't want to. And I I went through this, too. Like, I didn't want to be considered selfish. And I think a, right. for a lot of people, when they think of a queen, they think of this kind of entitled um, persona, this energy of, like, um, almost inflated. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Um, like, tyrannical. Like, just actually, mm-hmm. and that's not what we're talking about. And I would love for you to kind of share what you were saying earlier when we were talking about the the inflated ego and the deflated ego
2: yeah so usually there's us at our essence
1: like who we are purely this
2: is the part that can that's healthy that's that's integrated that can kind of witness everything and even witness our little defense tactics and our strategies and the things that we do bid for connection that isn't actually coming from our heart, right? It's coming from our mind a lot of the times. And and they are strategies. So these two strategies either show up in what I've learned through this organization I work with, CORE, around, like, one's your deflated ego. So this is a part of you that feels really, really small. And so this is the part that's caretaking everybody that doesn't think that they deserve anything. They definitely don't think that um, they should invest in themselves. Um, Everybody else is more important in a way, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other end of the pendulum is the inflated ego. So this is a part of us that sees ourselves really, really big, right? Better than others. So where one thinks everyone else is better than them, this one thinks I'm better than everybody else. And so this inflated Mm -hmm. ego version of the queen is that what Suzanne was talking about this, tyrant, this demanding person, the, the, like, the cliche of off with their head, right? Because, like, they don't mean Mm -hmm. anything. Their life means nothing to me. Like, they are here to either serve me or die, you know? And so, like, that's (laughs) the other end of the extreme of entitlement um, that the queen is portrayed at. And and it shows up, right? Like, it shows up, but it's usually because of other reasons. But that's not the queen at her essence, and this is why we wanted to talk today, because, like, there's so much richness to the queen
1: when she's in a really healthy place. hmm Yes, yes. I mean, what I... And what I love about that is, you know, especially for those of us who believe that we've had kind of past lives, right? And I feel like I've tapped yeah. into past lives where I have been royalty, where I have been queen. And, um, and I was that queen of like, off with your head, you know, I mean, it's a really an interesting thing for me, because um, in my life, I can't tell you how many times my family has told me, how entitled I am, or how I act like a queen, they or a princess they'll be like, "Oh God, Suzanne, you're such a princess, or you're such a queen and um and so it used to be this huge like criticism of me, right? I felt like it was just right. so derogatory, um and especially like in my thirties, right, where I was like really stepping into the luxury of my life, where I would travel. I was traveling a lot and I was staying in really super nice rooms and I was going on all these lavish vacations and my family is this blue collar family, right? So, I mean, I had eight brothers and sisters and we were so poor. And so even though my, um, my family are now, you know, many of them make a good living, they still, in in some ways have that kind of blue collar energy of like, it's best to, be you know humble and to kind of not be showy in your in what you have right like your things and for me in my 30s especially and still I mean still to this day I would say I just love beauty I love luxury I love the nicer things in life and you know I I mean even my first apartment you know I would not live in at the university because it was like brick, like center block brick walls. Right. That was at the university. And I was like, no, I am not living in this. Right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, <laughs> so I was never that starving student, you know what I mean? That was eating top ramen. I never was that because I grew up so poor that when I got married at 18, I was like, I am going to do whatever it takes to create the actual life that I want and the money that I want. And so for me, you know, being called the queen from the time I was in, you know, probably late 20s, early 30s, and really embracing and stepping into the luxury that I always wanted, you know, um, it was very challenging and it was very against the grain. Um, And so I get it for those people out there who may be listening now or in the future where it's like, oh, like I don't want to be considered like material or um, or I don't want to be selfish or, you know, I mean, I don't want to be considered entitled or better than, right? And so I had to do a lot of work, a lot of clearing, a lot of just leaning into that it was my birthright, honestly. Kind of like a queen that has royal blood running through her veins that it was my birthright to actually have the kind of lifestyle that I wanted, the kind of beauty and comfort and travel and luxury that I worked so hard to create. It's not like it was necessarily handed to me. I ended up, you know, getting a really good job and, um, you know, choosing a partner that was very ambitious. And together we created that. And I've never gone back. To that place of like I don't deserve to have nice things in my world and you know and so for me having been called that a lot in my lifetime I totally get that feeling of like oh you know maybe there are many times where I just wouldn't tell my family or post on Facebook about my lifestyle um, because I didn't want anybody to feel bad. And then there was just this moment, probably about four or five years ago, where I was like, you know, if I am dimming my light, if I am dimming my success, if I am hiding all of this from my family and from the world, then I'm not inspiring people to step into their own version of that. I'm not empowering people to see that it's possible that you can create what you want in your environment and that it's okay to, you know, to really claim all of that good stuff. And so for me, it was such a shift of like, no, I'm actually going to start talking about this. I'm actually going to start showing this. To my family and to the world, because I believe it is everybody's divine birthright um, to be able to step into the kind of lifestyle and into the and into the energy of that queen of feeling deserving of having self worth of being served and receiving and of serving, you know, of it going both ways of the giving and the receiving. So, that is my story around you know, around really stepping into and embodying the queen, the queen energy. And I'm wondering, you know, where are you at with that, Natalie? What 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 messages to, did you get? And how do you feel like that you've kind of stepped into more of your queen energy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like so much of my life, similarly to yours, of kind of growing up poor, um, and even that, it was hard to kind of admit that, that we just, I mean, we were just kind of surviving, right? And um, mm-hmm. and so not feeling like I deserved a place at the throne, you know, and, and if I did, mm-hmm. it was going to take a lot of years of a lot of hard, hard, hard work. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that, I feel like, is still the thing that for me is being unraveled, that Like, yes, it takes work, but it doesn't have to be this place of suffering around that work. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And knowing that, like, when I get to that place, I don't know, I've just been really fascinated with this idea of win, win, win. Like, that everybody gets to win, and that by me being the quote-unquote leader, right, like me being the queen, doesn't, again, it's not that everybody else is less than or losing, Like, I don't think you're doing your job as a queen if your people are losing. Like, truly. Like, your job is to lift everybody up and to make sure that they're cared for and taken care of and you're cared for and you're taken care of. So I feel like that, to me, has been an interesting place of taking all of this away from status and better than and you're doing better and I'm doing better and I'm selfish and you're selfless and right? Like judging that Mother Teresa is better than Oprah, right? Like these ways Mm -hmm. that we kind of try and put value judgments on people Mm -hmm. based on their affluence or their status or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, are you taking care of yourself? And are you taking care of the people around you?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and what I love so much about your story, too, is that you have you do have this like way of living that is so luxurious in the, in the freedom and gypsiness of you. And also in the richness of your relationships and your connections that you can, you know, text a friend and be like, I'm going to be, you know, in the Bay, can I crash at your house? You know? And like, so in that way, you know, where there's so many people tied down by you know, this work, like what you're talking about, hard, hard work in order to pay the bills. There's this way that you've freed yourself up for years around, you know, working and living anywhere you want. And like how many people have that, have created that kind of freedom, that kind of spaciousness in in their world, that, I mean, like that kind of time. I mean, time is just one of those things that's just so luxurious. And so in that way, I think you've totally owned your queen, you know, in, in, <laughs> and I love oh, it. Like, really I, 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 yeah, I look at you and I'm just like, wow, like that's what I want. I'll have that. So we'll talk more about how do you go beyond these Kind of ideas, these limiting beliefs, and really embody your version of queen. When we get back from Mm the break, you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We'll
0: be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong, where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are?
1: How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O.
0: This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Life and All Things Weird. We are having such an awesome conversation about what it takes to really step into. Your Majesty, Your Queen, and why that would be important to do that, <laughs> you know um, and we've been talking about you know that way that women, especially, have been almost conditioned to believe that they're here to serve and not be served, and that mm-hmm. that middle ground that we're really looking at, where it's not about you know ego and not about. Um, entitlement is just about owning and claiming and embodying, you know, your version of what queen means to you, you know, so for me, queen literally can mean for me like luxury, like um, I absolutely love those experiences, especially travel. I mean, when I first got together with Megan, <clears throat> we went on a road trip down to Moab and I remember. That it was super crazy booked that weekend. And, um, and the only room that was available was like a $400 room. And I just remember going, okay, well, I'm booking it. And she literally like freaked out when I told her that I was booking (laughs) $400. Right? Because for me, it was just, I mean, yes, that was on the higher end. It's not like I traveled that way all the time. But, like, our the alternative was to, like, sleep in our car, you know? And um, and so I was like, okay, well, we're just going to do it, right? And she was so – she talks tells that story all the time of where she was like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know who this person is and I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, to, like <laughs> – I don't. I can't miss that because she had never given herself that um, experience of travel. Number one, she had only she'd always dreamt of traveling, but had done workshops. You know, had like invested in workshops, and then would go to the workshops and then go home. And so, when I met her, I was like, "What do you mean you go to?" like Florida or California, and then you go to the workshop and then you don't stay and, like, go to the beach or, like, do anything fun, you know? I mean, I was happy that she invested in herself with personal development, Mm -hmm. right? Because so many, so many women don't even do that, right? Um, But, like, beyond that, for me, it was just, like, there was no question. If I'm going to travel – somewhere i'm going to see what's happening there you know and so i remember it was just a huge up level for her in just even getting together with me and you know and that first year that we were together we went on 10 vacations and um, wow. <laughs> yeah and we and that was probably the leanest year that we'd ever had in our careers and yet we still created 10 vacations that year and that's what i think you know i want to really emphasize and talk about and what you said before break is like it's not necessarily about working hard it's about like working smart and for us it was about manifestation i mean we, we literally manifested these trips into our world and most of it didn't cost us very much money at all. So what, you know, what luxury, what um energy of receiving could you be, could all of us be that would manifest our true desires, you know, like easily and without a lot of work? Like how does that sound? <laughs> you know, like what would it take for you to be in the energy and the embodiment mm-hmm. of deserving so that the universe could find you with all of its magic. So anything that's yeah. in the way of that, can we uncreate destroy all that please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> please. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot fuck, all night starts poison. Yeah. Cool. No, yeah. So, so, so where so Yeah. Yeah. So where do you sell out? you know, in your Mm -hmm. energies around being the queen where, because I mean, I I do too. I still do. You know, I mean, like I I really want to step into that place for me. My next level is that it doesn't really matter what the price tag is. You know, like I don't even look at the price tag of whatever I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. Like it's just this is a yes for me and I'm choosing it. You know, that's like my next up level right did would you what what's your next up level be i know that's so
2: funny because i i think we all do have markers for that for mm-hmm. i i want to quote unquote success right and and mm-hmm. kind of reaching that queen status and for me It's always been, I want to be able to know that if I want to go anywhere in the world, I can literally just buy the ticket and, like you said, not even look at the price tag. Like, I know it's there. Mm -hmm. There's no second thoughts. There's no questions. There's no guilt, right? It's just like, oh, I want to go home to visit my mom for the weekend, You know, and not even kind of a Mm -hmm. rational thing. Like, I just pop in for a weekend and leave. You know, not just, like, well, if I'm going to be there, I need to, like, really make the most of it and, like, spend a week. And, you know, because I got to, like, make this money count in some ways. Like, this money Mm -hmm. that I'm spending. But just, like, I can just go on trips to anywhere in the world for however long I want and not even think about the money. Because for Mm -hmm. me, freedom is such a high value. And I think that's another question I have for everyone is, we all value different things. There are different things that really mm-hmm. motivate us and call to us. For some people, it isn't money. For a lot of people, it isn't money. It's like the thing that money can mm-hmm. give you if you've
1: had yeah. the money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've been really focusing on the luxury piece with the queen, um, but there's also so many other aspects of the Queen that I'd love to kind of get into and talk about. I mean, it's easy to see that yeah. part of like the Queen lives in luxury, right? And how can we step into more of our own luxury? Um, but I also love this idea, especially, you know, I mean, Natalie and I are working on, we're doing so much co-creation this year and we're yeah. we're um, launching a whole series of workshops called Unleash, And, um, you know, that's why we've been doing the radio shows with Unleash Your Wild Woman, um, Unleash Your Majesty, um, and what's our other one? Unleash? Unleash Your Mystic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep going back and forth with our, with our names for that one. But, um, but the Unleash series starts at the end of January, actually in Salt Lake City. um, And there will be, there's a landing page that we can give you the details for. So so I definitely want to do a shout out for that before we get into some of the other aspects of the Queen. Um, But it's January, what's our date? January 27th. So it's a Saturday, 10 to 6. And um, it's in Salt Lake City. It's Unleash Your Wild Woman. And below this recording, there will be the landing page. And then if you're listening to it live, I'll also post the landing page in, um, in Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne and also in the chat room. Um, but this idea of unleashing um, has been something that has been so compelling for Natalie and I. And we're so, so excited about this series and um of workshops, one day workshops, and then how that's going to culminate into a weekend away, a weekend experience too. Um, so if you have any questions about that, if that's really, you know, reverberating in your world or resonating in your world about unleashing for 2018 and unleashing these archetypes. So we have three archetypes that we're integrating and um and with the idea that that is once you integrate those archetypes and those energies that you're the most powerful expressed intuitively um dialed in woman that you can be um and so we're so so oh my gosh we're so excited it's been so amazing to just tune into our own intuition it's almost like it's bursting through us without without us even trying right Oh, my God, definitely.
2: And I think this is the part where we really get how much we are embodying and kind of owning these different parts, because that definitely is a mystic to me when we just kind of open up and get guidance and channeling from something bigger than us, definitely the queen in us that wants to serve and really wants to be in a bigger platform for, I I have this joke that I want to free all the women, and Suzanne's like, why do I picture you in a, (laughs) in a zoo, just, like, unlocking all the cages and having all the like, because that's exactly my thought around this, and like just this freedom to be able to be you and be big and be your most expressed, truest self in the world, mm-hmm. and then the wild woman yeah. is this very instinctual, fierce, powerful, primal pleasure, like, she's in her body, You know, and so like Mm -hmm. to kind of embody all of these different, wow, I mean, what a powerhouse we would be and a a change agent for
1: good in the world. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I brought it up right now is because that's the aspect of the queen that I really feel like I'm stepping into embodying more is this place of service you know, the service to the world, like bringing Mm -hmm. your gifts, talents and capacities to the world and saying, Hey, like I want to serve you, you know, like I'm also wanting to be served and willing to receive and, you know, experience that give and that receive. Right. Um, But for me, there's the queen is such a almost like global, like the true essence of the queen is this global energy of taking care of, you know, like taking care of her people. And so for me, that's the up level this year is to, yeah. um, unleash my service to the world in a bigger way. Like, I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to be invisible. Mm. I'm not going to just have my one on one clients that, you know, um, that I, that are, that it's awesome. I love that aspect of my, of my work, but to kind of come out and onto this place of being in front of the room, you know, of being the facilitator that I am, um, you know, Uh of actually Uh sharing my ideas and my experience and my gifts around facilitation. Like I've always been in kind of in the shadow of Megan because she's been a facilitator For, you know, 20 some odd years. And so in being with her for the last eight years, I've always taken support roles and, you know, and have like been in the background in a way, you know, of facilitation and of, of creating events and creating workshops and stuff. And it's been amazing. I mean, she's an incredible mentor and an incredible facilitator. So it's been such a pleasure for me, for the most part. Like, sometimes I'm like, uh, (laughs) ah, like, no more. I hate this. But um, to be honest, but uh, there's (laughs) there's this place where it has taught me so much to be in the background and in the structure and systems being the event planner and everything, right, doing wearing all those hats. But I'm ready. I'm ready to show up and be more visible and, you know, and step up in front of a room and share my particular, you know, gifts and talents around that and serve, serve in a bigger way. So so, you know, I want you all to know that like Natalie and I are always I mean we love these archetypes and we love this work for a reason because we're constantly up leveling ourselves. We're constantly looking yeah. at where we're not embodying these energies and saying, you know, how you know how do I step up and step out and embody these more? Oh, I love what Christine said in the chat room. <laughs> I like, know. Open the gates. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. She's like open the gates, Queen Suzanne and Queen Natalie are coming.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Up leveling piece because there is going to be this place when you up-level that kind of that fear sets in and this, who am I, right? Like all these questions, who am I to have this limelight? Mm -hmm. Who am I to have someone take care of me? Who am I to um, feel like I am taking up space and time and people's attention and energy, right? Like these questions are going to come in and they're normal, they're natural for that to happen. I think the the dangerous part is when we start believing them. And I I can definitely speak for myself as I'm also up leveling with Suzanne. I mean, and we're kind of like up leveling accountability partners right now. Like there's no way we're going to let each other kind of slide, you know, around like like playing safe because I mean, we are doing really great work in the world. So we could easily just be here and, beautiful and it's not that we want to change what is because it's not good and working but there is this more that we're wanting and so in this more that we're wanting you know we're kind of calling that in opening the energy wanting to step into this luxury place this beauty place like even just to adorn ourselves like just to be beautiful right to dress beautifully to get the attention um we love using the peacock as the kind of spirit animal for the queen for this reason, mm. like the peacock doesn't give a flying app mm. right, like it just walks into a space, it just fans out <laughs> its feathers, it's loud as all hell, you know, and it's like "Look at me, I am beautiful, <laughs>
1: right like just." <laughs> Look at
2: me, <laughs> right? And that to me is that queen. and it's not like this super conceited place. But it's like I know I'm beautiful. I am bringing the gift of beauty into a space. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that right? so much. I mean, my my maiden name is Peacock, and Which so I love. it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny because having such a strange last name i mean i got really teased for my name in in school and so i was really shamed a lot for the name peacock and so for me it's been this process of actually taking back my name and taking it take and actually showing up and being visible like i couldn't have hidden back in junior high, right? Like I've always been almost bullied and teased because I couldn't hide mm. then, even though I tried to hide so much, yeah. right? But people would call me out. So And they could, they would call me out for who I am, for the energy that I am, because I was pretending to be yeah. invisible when I meant to be visible, right? And so even back then, you know, I was being called out as the peacock that I am. I mean I I had this guy for years. He would um literally say he he would go through the hallways when all the kids were in between classes and he'd go "Susie Peacock?" like he would yell it at the top of his lungs cuz that was my name. And wow. so he would he would yell that like all day long every day for like my whole 7th grade year. Now, that was that was intensely painful at the time, but when I look back on that time, I mean, he was literally calling my name and calling out the name Peacock, which is like again this bird that is so beautiful, Mm -hmm. that is so splendid, majestic, right? That's so majestic. So literally, he was calling me out. Because I was hiding, yeah, so yeah. thank you for that, right, because now mm. it's like having experienced that and living through that and healing that, it's like you can't mm-hmm. uh, I don't fear, I don't fear the judgment like I did then, right, I don't fear yeah. being visible in the same way because I've experienced that intensity and that shame and i've lived through it and stepped out and stepped up and became more visible so we're going to talk more about this we've got one great you're listening to love life and all things weird we'll be back
0: are you looking for a place to create connect and belong where you have massive encouragement to be the weird live outside the box person you truly are Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Sillitoe and Suzanne Stauffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's check. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Wow. I'm I'm just having my own awarenesses here with that experience of bullying. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not... Consider that like on we were just natalie and i were just texting actually during the break because she was like wow what other person was having their name called out in the hallway of the school right like only me that was only me that was happening and it was so interesting because his he was my best friend's brother my absolutely best friend's brother. I I saw him every day because he would give Katie, my best friend, rides. And so I would go over to her house. And so I remember like probably a year after it happened, I asked him. I was like, "Why did you tease me so relentlessly? Like, do you just hate me?" And he was like, "No." He's like, "I he's like, I I like you." I'm like, well, then why would you do that to me? And he's like, I don't know. Like, it just kind of came out of him. Um, And so it's just this interesting place that I'm realizing, wow, what a gift that was. Because it was, I've never experienced so much shame of being me in my life as I did that year, right? And yet it was this huge opportunity To not only just keep showing up, but, like, keep being me and keep being, you know, like, almost in a way stepping more into me. I remember the, I just remember this will inside of me because, I mean, like, I wanted to quit school. I wanted to go hide. Like, it was an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember going, he's not going to break me. You know, he's not going to make me go away. Like, I am going to show up. So interesting, our experiences that call us into a new place. And I know now that, you know, he was, in a way, asking me to be the energy that I truly am. Like Kristen said, you were being called out because you were not being the energy you truly be. Like, I was hiding in the shadows, you know, and um and so, yes, for me, this energy of queen, this energy of the peacock of like, I am beautiful and you can look at me. You know, if you've ever watched the peacock, mm-hmm. like literally the peacock will go around in a circle once it's like yeah. all flamed out. Right. Like it will literally walk around in a circle and it's basically and it's making that sound, that cooking sound. And it will it will just. It's it in a way it's just like see me, look at me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know you want to yeah. look at me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'd love to I'd love for all of you listeners, um, to maybe get more of an energy or a sense of what we're talking about with the queen. Because again, it's not about that inflated, egoic, entitled place. It's about your divine birthright of I am valuable, I am visible, I am served, and I am serving. So I'd like you all to maybe even Visualize in this moment walking down uh, like the, like being coronated as the queen and walking down that red carpet to the throne and being kind of barriers down to allow people to see you in your splendor, to see you in. Your beauty to see you in your divine birthright as the queen, and can you imagine yourself just sitting on the throne in in and the crown being on your head and being in this space of equal of? majestic beauty. Mm -hmm. You feel the power that runs through your body of this place of I am, I am me, I am queen, I am deserving, I am powerful, I serve and I am served. And can you feel that energy of the ripple, the impact that can go out into the world if you're in that space of energy, if you're in that space of being, if you're embodied in that way? Can you feel how that serves the world that you are choosing to be you in all your glory and in all your majesty? Can you see from a power place, from that choice place, what you could choose, how you could choose to show up differently with your children, with your partner, with your, at your work, not from the space of I am greater than, but from the space of equality of I am and you are, and together we are. Can you receive the attention, the energy, the visibility? Can you receive even the judgment And just allow that to go through you. Allow that to be energy that fuels you. Can you claim the experiences that you want, the travel that you want, the luxury that you want, the food, the clothing, the experiences, the richness of relationships? of communication, of connection? And how would your world change? How would your everyday change if you could mm, remember? Remember who you really are, the majestic beauty that you are. Sound the trumpets, people. <laughs> We've got a whole bunch of queens <laughs> walking out <laughs> in the room.
2: Got coronated, <laughs> right.
1: Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Wow, I can feel that. Can you feel that?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. It's deep, but it's kind of, I feel like deep and wide, like it's just this stillness of truth and and true power. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yes. I mean, there's so many women that I know that won't claim just even their beauty. You know, I mean, like, even the most beautiful women, like, you know, they almost feel like they have to cover up their beauty. Um, And so I just encourage you, especially for those of you who you know, where you get a lot of attention because of your beauty. Can you step into that place of the peacock, you know, of just like, yep, I'm beautiful. (laughs) Check me out. (laughs) Mm. Yes. I love that so much.
2: Yeah. Thank you so (sighs) much for the
1: visualization. Mm -hmm. I love that. So um, we have just a minute left or so. Um, Will you tell people again how they can find you? And then, um, yeah, because if you're, I mean, Natalie is amazing at so many things. Um, I love, I mean, we haven't even talked about the mystic in you. So tell people a little bit (laughs) about how they can find you.
2: Yeah, you can go to thisturnedonlife.com or nataliebartinian.com I have all of my different um, blogging for a little while videos um, there's uh, just I offer different services for working, I do coaching I do tarot, I do um, business strategy, like I kind of am a woman with a lot of tools in her toolkit and I access all of those sides. I mean, this is why Suzanne and I get along so much. Like, we're very rooted in the the kind of this physical realm. We're very kind of analytical and strategic in our brain, but we also have this completely creative and access to source.
0: Thanks, everybody. Bye for now.